What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Doing good. Feeling like a normal human being after this long, crazy weekend. I actually slept and have been drinking some liquid death. Oh, that's Get funny. I-, I have also been drinking some liquid death. Dude, what is that? What is that? Drew got me hooked on this uh, liquid death. Uh, one of my other friends here in town has been telling me a little bit about it. Uh, as you guys may know, I was just out in California with Drew. And uh, while I was out there, he got me hooked on these liquid deaths. Now you guys kind of know, this one's a sparkling water. The cool thing about it is it's got little bubbles, not big bubbles. So it's easier to drink. It's carbonated like a beer. Their marketing is just absolutely insane. If you guys don't know, look them up. Liquid death. Uh, the black cans are sparkling water. And. And the white cans are regular water. They've done some awesome promos with Tony Hawk, did a little bong water collab with Wiz Khalifa. And yeah, they got they got some funny shit. I like all they're doing. That's going to be our new uh, thing. We're, we're going to be drinking on the show, Liquid Death. And this we're, wasn't uh, a sponsored ad. We're trying to get them to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. anyone knows anyone that knows anyone at Liquid Death, then we would love to uh, rep them and get a sponsorship going. Yeah, and if you guys want to uh, try a free case, all you have to do is go on their website and sell your soul to them, and they'll send you a free case. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this past weekend. Like I mentioned before, I was out with Drew. We did a little SoCal mini tour. We played at American Junkie in San Diego on Thursday night. We played at At The Top in Long Beach with our man DJ Versatile on Friday night. And Saturday night, uh, shout out to Mr. E, who booked us at Mama Lion in Koreatown, L.A. Those were the three spots we did. Drew, you kind of want to kick off and tell them what we did on Thursday? Yeah, Fuse landed here Thursday. Kind of just chilled for a little bit, went over music, and then jumped in the car, headed down to San Diego, which for my house is about an hour and a half. It's not too far. Uh, Headed down to San Diego. Uh, We ended up crashing down there, just getting placed down in Gas Lab. That's where American Junkie is. Right on the right in the heart, right in the the main crosswalk where everyone club hops. American Junkie was cracking that night. I'd say they're kind of a restaurant meets nightclub. So the restaurant during the day and then nightclub at night. Ton of bottle service going out, and it was a lot of fun. It was it was our I would say probably the only night that was open format, like real open format. We were playing anything rock pop a lot of hip-hop little reggaeton little house it was good like drew said there were a lot of bottles that were popped and headed out and drew and i kind of uh had a a drink or two if you will say um one of the things that i thought was cool about the place is that the dj booth is kind of like right in the mix so if you guys haven't seen or haven't been there before and you're listening it's like between two vip tables and then right in front of it there's a little bit of like dance floor area but right there too there's a section uh where a bunch of tables are so um it was kind of cool to be right in the mix of things the table to the left of us kept handing us shots all night which was cool until it wasn't anymore it was fun because drew and i did b2b 
as the kids call it these days. We played 30 minute sets and kept going back and back and forth. It was pretty cool because I might have played the first half an hour and then Drew got on and took the energy up just a little bit more. Then I came back on and it was like once that once it was the club was kind of rolling, it really was like the energy level kept elevating and it was nice and challenging to play with somebody that kept kept that up and i found it fun to be trying to push myself to to keep the uh energy level super high and uh, honestly it paid off with the night too because it ended up being a really great night yeah i would say at no time did i felt like you were burning me it was just like oh what can i do now (laughs) oh you want to do that got you here we go. I'm going to play these songs. So, no, it was a lot of fun. They had the LED wall in the back, awesome lighting, CO2, the whole bit. It was, I think, you know, just music-wise, one of my favorite nights. Uh, yeah. I, the whole weekend, honestly, I couldn't really pick one or the other. I felt like they were all pretty amazing. So, yeah, totally. they were all they were all good. I I don't I just liked it cuz I got to play a little bit more. Totally. I uh, one of the things that I thought was cool was that Mark, the GM, took good care of us, had all of our logos up on the screen. So it was looking pretty sweet in there for us and all that, uh, you know, standard what they do with, with DJs there. But also Drew and I got a lot of good footage, which we're going to put a, like a, a compilation video from like the weekend together up on the YouTube channel. Uh, hopefully in the next week or so, uh, we'll have that up. But before we go too far on that, I wanted to talk music. I wanted to see what you thought was the big, the big songs of the night. Oh, uh, let's see here. So some of the stuff that I remember being big, I remember playing the work remix and that going off pretty well there. But you know, that always comes in pretty big with that. Woo, woo, woo. Megan the stallion always works too. But it was cool because I felt like the crowd was appropriate to where I could play Boys in the Hood first and then brought in Girls Girls in the Hood. So that was cool. I played uh, Throwback Little Wayne track, We Be Steady Mobbing. I liked that. That and uh, the Ballers theme uh, right above it. Those were two like good throwbacks that I played that I thought were pretty, that went over pretty well there. What's, what else do I got? Uh, we played some... You know, we played some up-tempo stuff for a while. Standard played like Zombie Na- uh, Zombie Nation refresh edit I made. I played uh, that Love Tonight, that Shouse, the Jason B, that Jason B. I, I shortened it up. I know you have it too. Played the Galanis uh, Runaway, like a 2022 refresh. I have that. Oh, the Peppas, the Tiesto remix. That was big. Yeah, I like that version a lot. We played more house than I re- remember playing. <laughs> I'm looking back on my my playlist as well. I, I we were honestly going back and forth and mixing it up a lot, but I think we played a lot more house than I normally play there. It was just that night. Yeah, I remember you saying that you played a lot, like we played a lot more up tempo than you normally do there. The Tiesto remix of Peppa's, I think, is definitely the one to play. It goes into the the chant and then kind of has a, a, a bigger, heavier drop that doesn't stay, stay too far away from the original drop. It's just got more like oomph in it. And I like that. Those are some of the big songs I would say from, from that night. Do you have any? Uh, yeah. Three times was surprisingly, I will, I will totally say where I was wrong. I, that song killed that night. It was huge. It, did. it was massive. It, it was did. I, I agree that it comes in a little soft, even still, uh, but after the initial, you know, four or five bars of it coming in, uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah part, the yeah three times is when it picked up and people were super hype on it. We posted a little video of it too. Uh, you can see that it was popping, but but yeah. No hands. Waka waka. Oh, no hands. Yeah. That's always a good one for me. I think it was a lot of just a good mix of everything. Honestly, I don't know what was cracking anything more than the next. Yeah. Yeah. It all. 
it all was working. The crowd was really good. Lots of bottles popping and people were dancing and having a good time. I think we only got one request the whole night and it was from some girl that just like was obsessive over Chris Brown go crazy and like came up to us like six times. She everybody in the bar was having fun except for her. And there's always that one girl. There's always that one girl. So, I always need one. Yeah. So we drove back up through Pacific Beach the next day and that was cool to get to visit there. And then uh, we went back to Drew's house, uh, hung out for a little bit, and then we headed out to play at the top with DJ Versatile and another DJ Roca who played as well. And uh, it was a pretty fun night, downtown Long Beach. Uh, my first time in downtown Long Beach. They really push it all hip hop there, or mostly hip hop, 90% hip hop, whereas a lot of the other surrounding clubs are lean a little bit heavier on the reggaeton. So. It was mostly hip-hop night. I don't think we played. I opened up the night, and then DJ Roca went on, and then Fuse closed the night. For doing all hip-hop, what'd you think? I mean, I thought you killed it. I heard everybody gave a ton of compliments. I think you know you brought a little bit of East Coast that these West Coast guys aren't used to hearing, so I think it was fresh for them to hear a little different flavor. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it's always tough you know, when you go to a new spot where you haven't played before. And there's, you know, tons of DJs around and you don't know what to kind of think. So for me, it was kind of like, you know what, like I'm here, I'm just going to like do what I know and do my thing. And, you know, I think it worked for the most part. I think, you know, the one thing I will say is like YG, that's way bigger out by you guys, obviously, because he's Long Beach than it is here by me. Um, But there's again, there's some like East Coast tracks that are that are bigger here than Probably they went over out there, but I was playing songs so quick. Uh, I think Drew and I, after the gig, were counting like how many songs, and it was like 79 songs in an hour and 15 minutes or something like that that I played. And the other thing is, you know, and Drew too. I would say, I would just also add to that. You're not, that's what you're showing in Serato, but it's, if you really were to go back and counting, some of these have a hype edit at the beginning. So to just the people that are listening, it's definitely more than 80 songs, right? You're playing it so fast and you're, and you're doing different stuff. So yeah. And some of them are like two songs that are blended into like kind of one or whatever. I think that the other thing to like note pretty much, I would say 90% of those songs were songs that I edited personally or, you know, chopped it in a certain way or did something. Every bit of that I touched. And I know you're the same way when you play too, that most everything that you're playing is not like a standard DJ pool edit. It's you've, re-edited it or cut it down a lot i mean into a way that makes sense for you you know as a dj yeah it's all custom edited you know i go through all the pools and just try and find what i like and chop it up and it's always changing it's always growing (laughs) the edit doesn't say the same forever or it comes and goes (laughs) totally and sometimes you know like some of these to go back a little some of those edm edits that i was playing at you know uh american junkie on thursday i mean i've edited some of those six eight times where i put new drops on them you know it might be the same hook and the same build but it's a complete different drop something that's just more trendy with what's going on now but it was fun we had a lot we had a lot of fun there at the top and it was kind of nice to hang out and talk to some new djs and i got introduced to the la street dog i ate three (laughs) la street dogs after the gig which 
I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. I did. It was did. a good thing at the time. <laughs> That's right. For you guys that don't know that aren't in LA, LA Street Dog, basically, if people that have uh, little carts on propane and they're cooking up a bacon-wrapped hot dog with onions and peppers, mayonnaise, it's just, uh, it's amazing. And then it's not amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were standing out front after the gig and like waiting for an Uber. And uh, who was your boy that used to run the club, run the club down the street? I had just like, uh, Brian. yeah, yeah, I just ate a hot dog and he's standing there talking mad shit, but like hilariously talking mad shit. And then he's like, <laughs> fuck it, you want another hot dog? And then he's like, you one buys everybody that's standing there a hot dog and then i ate that one and i was like you know what i think i want one more what was crazy to me is they're cooking these street dogs it's like a, a shopping cart with a board on it and then on the board there's a grill like a little like tailgate grill and then like on the other side of the board they got all the condiments and like that's this they're in and they're out like you see the street dog vendor he's there for five minutes and then he's gone on to the next spot. Yeah, it's not technically legal, so they're they're very mobile. If the if the man comes running up on him, <laughs> yeah, when the man comes but, around. You got to be mobile. But they're delicious. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention at the top: great night, a lot of fun. It's a huge venue, just above another bar. They got good lighting, good sound. But uh, they had the salsa booth, uh, the photo booth, and Sweet. we're going to be having a sponsored link here coming up. So stay tuned for that. Anybody that's in the market for that, they just had it out in the club and people were able to go take pictures. What's the beauty about that is they can enter their phone number in, they could put their emails and you get to use all that to market to later. So DJs, listen up for that. We got that special link coming up here shortly. Yeah, we'll most likely be putting the uh, link in uh, the comments of this episode. So if you're listening and you, you want to go on YouTube, which we encourage you to do and subscribe to the, the channel, uh, you can find the affiliate link there for that. But the cool thing about the salsa booth, which I really liked is you could take your picture, you could take a video, you could take a boomerang and it sends right to you and you could post it. You could post it almost like it's instantaneous once you put in your phone number that it sends to you. So there's no waiting around. You don't have to wait till the end of the night or the next day to track down the photos or, or wait for a photo in the email. If you don't want it emailed, you can get it text right to you. So that's pretty cool. And the other cool thing is that it's got a light on it. So like his color for the event at night was gold. So he had the, you know, the flash around the, the booth set to gold, which was pretty cool. It matched the whole theme. You could customize it with an overlay and just the whole customization. So it's already promoting that that night. It's promoting you. Everything about it is pretty, pretty dope. I, I do like that a lot. I didn't. I haven't seen it at a club before, which is why I want to mention it. I do use it at my weddings all the time, but I just haven't seen it at a club. So I liked the use of that. Yeah, um, we also we also had the uh, the club cannon handhelds out on uh, Friday that's right. night. Everybody loved those. I mean, I feel like uh, everybody was trying to get a pick uh, spraying those into the crowd, which was cool, too. Yeah, we had two two. 25 pound tanks the one thing i would say if i'm really going to critique it is there was a bottle service table right in front of the crowd so the the shot almost looks like no one's right in front of where it's getting where we're taking the film even though it's packed right behind it so the pictures kind of make it look slower than it is but you could hold you could you could fit 750 people into that spot and i i would say there was easily four or five hundred people there on on friday oh, yeah. night it was a pretty good night we had a lot of fun so that was cool shout out that, versatile. yeah sh shout out to dj versatile for uh hooking us up with that it was awesome and his clothing line he hooked us up with some clothes that rise clothing so uh so yeah shout out to dj versatile and shout out to rise clothing for 
all of that and taking care of us on Friday. And then Saturday, we woke up feeling wonderful. It was a great, it was great, <laughs> it was a great day. But uh, Friday night, my girlfriend got into town and she didn't make it out to the club because her flight got in too late. But uh, so Saturday, we kind of woke up and Drew's wife, Mandy, made us some breakfast. We headed out to uh, do a little exploring. We went to uh, downtown Seal Beach and we ate at uh, my new favorite taco spot out, out there, which was uh, Taco Surf right here. You can see it. There you go. <laughs> uh, that was pretty cool. It was cool to see, you know, kind of Drew's backyard and and see the downtown uh, Seal Beach and just kind of spots they like to go and, and hang out. See where else do we? Oh, we went to uh, Huntington. Yeah, we went to uh, Huntington Beach. We went out to the pier. We walked through the town right there. The Bengals were playing the Raiders, and you know I'm from Cincinnati and a Bengals fan. And uh, usually I love to hate the Bengals because all they do is make me mad. But this year they finally made me happy by finally winning a playoff game, the first time since 1991. But we were walking around the bars of Huntington Beach and. Stumbled by a uh, a bar that was packed full of Raiders fans, and both Ashley and I had our Bengals shirts on, and we were getting quite the big loud boo. So uh, that was fun. I, I, I was in front of you. I had to turn around and go, oh, well, who's that for? Oh, that's for us. <laughs> <laughs> the best was Drew's daughter was with us, and she was like, I don't know why they were doing that. <laughs> well, but. we kicked it. Just watched a little bit of the game. Had some margarita. Then it was time to get back because we had we had a ton of friends coming in. All the DMS crew came and met up. We went to dinner. Kobe Tepon Grill for dinner. It was Jason and his wife Gisela, Donk and his wife Sanella, and then you and Ashley. Yeah, and I just was I was riding solo that night. We we went to a Tepon Grill, which is amazing. They just cook in front of you and do funny jokes and throw food at your face to try and make you catch it. Then we Ubered out to Koreatown, which is about forty minutes from my house. From there is where we met everybody. And Warren Peace came out with his wife Shelly. We had uh, DJ Steve R came out with his wife Nicole. Sounds like there was uh, a lot of uh, wives and party for that. Then we had DJ Bewell came, J Herb Ninja, Miss Ninja yeah, came, Miss Ninja came, uh, DJ there's... Will. I'm missing some. I was I was pretty uh, struggle bus Saturday, and uh, Saturday I opened for Drew. So everybody's saying hey, hello, hi, and I'm I'm back there DJing and just just trying to make it through because uh, I'm overthinking everything in my brain at that point. It was cool. Yeah, we were at Ma- Mama Lion. Shout out to Mr. E for uh, hooking us up there. It was a cool spot to play. A smaller room, VIP bottles still. Yeah, was, all of these places are bottle service. This one, a little bit different. It's got the hipster LA vibe, so they, they keep the lights low, and they don't have any crazy moving heads or anything going on. It's The lights are just low. It has a really dope bar in the middle, and everyone just kind of gathers around. For the most part, I think almost all the bottles were sold that night. Got a little bit of a late start. I think by the time, I mean, it's LA, so everyone's too cool. By the time 11.30 hit, it was packed. But we were just chatting. All the DJs came out, and actually a ton of people complimenting Fuse. I think, you know, a lot of my West Coast friends aren't used to hearing some of that flavor. It was cool. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were playing a bunch of different shit that I think they're all, than they're used to. Yeah, I think we all have, like, our stuff that works and how we play it that works. And um, I don't know. I think that sometimes you get stuck doing your own routines and uh, you don't even hear other DJs play. So sometimes 
you know, it's hard to get out of out of your routines. It was good. To, it was good for me because I'm at the same venues a lot here in town. It was good for me to get out and play some new venues and, you know, just um, have some fresh new gigs and just some new crowds to kind of play in front of. But at the same time, still kind of do my thing and let me know that, you know, like, hey, you're doing what you're doing is working here, too. Like, it's not just back home in Cincinnati. Like, it's working at some pretty cool spots, you know, all the way across the United States. So. That was that was fun. I, I was gonna say, music wise, what did you felt was was working at this venue? We kind of skipped over at at the top, but I, I would say you played some older Drake that I know caught some people's ear. Yeah, uh, I would say that the like older Drake and the older Little Wayne, that stuff was big. Drake forever. I played another Drake song. I think I played trophies, maybe played some new Drake too. I played like money in the grave. Again, I played that night. I played right above it, the ballers theme, which that's been working for me. Like recently, I think one ballers kind of revived that. That song. We probably played almost 300 songs together each night because I'm looking back at mine and I, man, I only went on that last hour. I played a hundred songs. Yeah. I mean, I played a shit ton of songs that night too, because I opened the first, you know, 30 or 40 minutes with just like indie housey stuff before like, and then like basically once I saw the first like bottle service come out, that's when I switched it up and started playing some hip hop. And, you know, we kind of broke, we both broke the night up a little bit with a little bit of house, a little up tempo for a minute too, but mostly uh, the hip hop was working there. And uh, one of the things that was kind of unique about that venue is they had video screens come out of the ceiling from all four sides of the bar at midnight. So just after Drew went on, these video screens came down and Drew did video for the night, which which was kind of neat. But that's also at the same time, it was kind of the bar was so dark that all of a sudden it's kind of bright in there because of the TV screen. So it's a little bit of like a vibe changer. I think personally, it would be cool if they did like videos all night or just not at all. But I mean, I, I know it's supposed to be like unique that you know, these video screens drop down, but kind of, I don't know, it's different, different vibes. It kicked it up. I think people did like it. So it's totally different. Uh, I, I'm agreeing with you. It could be all the whole time or just a little bit of the time. But shout out to everyone that came out every night. But that, that night was specifically a lot of fun just having the whole crew there and BSing. Yeah, I, it was it was it was cool. I was happy to get off the decks for the third night in a row and be done. And <laughs> Drew, it was just left to Drew to keep going. So it was it was nice to just kind of open and uh, and then have Drew have the rest of the responsibility for the rest of the night. It was also cool to you know kick it and talk to guys that I haven't seen in a while. You know because the pandemic and everything that's gone on the last few years, it's been a while since we kind of all seen each other. So it was nice to just chat with everybody and hang out and be be normal and the girls to uh get their idea of real dj housewives uh show going (laughs) (laughs) and then to cap off that night we made it outside for more street dogs fuse could not get enough of of the street dogs how many how many street dogs you have that night i had uh two (laughs) only two nice (laughs) yeah i had two street dogs what can i say uh you know i like the street dogs um, I actually pretty much like anything at past 2 a.m. That's, you know, shitty food and terrible for you. So Sunday, you know, we we woke up and Drew's wife cooked us all uh, another amazing breakfast. And Dunk and his wife uh, stayed and it was kind of the, the three of us and the, the three gals. 
hanging out, just talking and, and kicking around stuff and talking about life and, you know, kind of what we've all been up to and, you know, just good ideas for stuff and edits and songs that worked and songs that didn't work. And it's always kind of cool to reflect on like the night and the weekend in general with, you know, other guys you consider great DJs. So it was cool to have that, you know, that opportunity, you know, I feel like we don't get those too much. So when I do, I always try to like soak it in a bit. So that was pretty neat. And I'm happy everybody came out and thankful that all the guys came out and supported. So that was fun. And then, you know, Sunday, my girlfriend was just in town for the second day. So Drew and his wife kind of showed us around more as well as the city. So that was cool. Yeah. We saw the Hollywood sign, Santa Monica, all over LA. It's, you know, it takes forever to get anywhere. It's 30 minutes to two hours to get anywhere. So it was a cool day, though. We had a lot of fun. Monday, I think we were both just beat. We just talked music, went over new ideas for the show. So a lot of cool things coming for you guys on the show and a lot of cool new edits. I think just the inspiration between going back and forth was like, oh, I need that. I need that. You know, a lot of new custom edits that we're able to work out just between playing back and forth and really challenging that next person to bring it. You got to bring it. Yeah. (laughs) Bring it. It better be good. Impress me. Yeah, totally. And uh, Drew and I were a little overly ambitious. We booked, uh, I stayed through Monday thinking, you know, we were going to do a a podcast episode and this and that and like do all these things. And honestly, we were just so beat. We also proved to ourselves that we aren't, we aren't 21 anymore. And that multiple nights, different cities and different areas while entertaining out of town friends and girlfriends and all that, it just catches up to you. And it is hard. It's a lot of work to, to entertain and juggle and, and do all those things. And by, while we had a good time, it was it was exhausting, too. And yeah, so this is why we're a little late uh, this week getting this podcast out. But we wanted to recap it and make sure that we got 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 it out and talked about this weekend. So but uh, Drew and I are going to be doing well, we're going to be out in Vegas for Mex with the DMS crew. A few other guys are going to be out there. So if anybody is going to Mex, uh, hit us up. We are going to be out there. Uh, I think we're going to get in Monday and we're going to be there through Thursday. So we already know Joe Bunn is going to be out there. So we talked to him about it a little bit on the last episode but if anybody else is going to be out there that listens please hit us up we'd love to chat and meet up and hang uh we'll be at on the the floor of mex too probably passing out some dms gear that's the mobile entertainment expo for those of you who are not sure yes new name used used to be mobile beat they've changed it over now it's combined mobile beat with the the photo so still getting used to that that acronym yeah it is weird uh because you got to think when you google mex las vegas like so many mexican restaurants just pop up and like that does not pop up at all so i'm sure it'll work out eventually once they get it all the google links and tags all tagged in correctly it'll pop up but uh yeah we're excited to be out there for that and to be in vegas uh yeah well i'm excited look us up meet us up and we're gonna have a good time it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show i'm looking forward to it some surprises for everyone too so if you're out in town just make sure you you find us on the floor i i don't have anything left except for i could tell you a story real quick that i'm really mad at uber eats i am so mad at uber eats right now and you can leave this in here if you want because i want i want them to know and if we know anybody that works for uber eats i'm mad at you (laughs) 
<laughs> so here I am tonight. My girlfriend cooks us this nice meal, the orange chicken that we were telling you and Mandy about, you know, uh, and she's a little sad. She's having what I like to call post vacation depression. You know, we come back from a nice, nice area. It's warm. We come all the way back to Cincinnati. It's cold here. It's snowing. She had to go back to work right away. She's been working a lot already. So she's just sad about a lot of things. And naturally, I mean, I can't blame her. She's a she's a hard worker. So I was like, you know what? Let me order her some cookies from Crumble Cookies on Uber Eats. So it's like 830. I order some Crumble Cookies, right? Uber says they'll be there at 915. I'm like, it's all good. Right before she goes to bed, she's going to have some cookies, right? Well, the first Uber driver accepts the order. They go to the store. They're sitting there for like 20 minutes past the normal delivery time that it said it would be, but not past the latest delivery time yet. Next thing I know, she cancels the order or doesn't, she doesn't cancel the order. She like D D accepts the order and like drives off and another driver accepts it, goes to the store waiting. He D accepts it. And then another driver picks it up. So by this time there's four drivers. So we call the crumble cookie and say, yo, what's going on? Why are all these people like, as the order there, and they tell us the order was picked up by the first Uber driver. I Means she stole my cookies. This Uber driver <laughs> stole my cookies, dude. And so I fucking fire up the Uber app and I'm like messaging Uber, right? And I can't even get it through like the Uber support persons. I'm like, no, no, I want the cookies still, but you need to call them and tell them to make them. Like, so I called them and they said, I need to call Uber. Now I'm telling you and you're not understanding, like they already gave it away. Right. So she's like, do you want me to cancel the order? I'm like, no, I want the fucking cookies. Like I want the fucking cookies. So next thing you know, they're canceling the order. And then she just can't the, whoever I was talking to on Uber just cancels out of the chat. And it's like, fuck you, bro. I am so mad. This is the second time this has happened in the last three orders I've made from Uber Eats. And I don't even Uber Eats a lot. We cook all the time. Hey, so right. this, is my, this is my rant. This is my rant. <laughs> I, I have, a, I have a, a rant that goes the same way as with Spectrum Internet. Oh, my the God. Worst internet service on the planet. One, it was out almost the entire week. Weekend fuses here. Yeah, and that's then, the other reason we couldn't record the podcast is this internet kept cutting in and out. And then today, it's been out all day. All day. We've been waiting to record, and it's just been out. And Apparently, you had a tech come yesterday, right? A whole tech yeah. came to your house yesterday. Apparently, it got rained out, and I don't know. There's some some drama going on, but I'm pissed. I want any, I'll take any other internet on the planet right now. <laughs> I just don't understand how I'm paying for it. I'm, I'm stuck with fucking spectrum fuck spectrum those those are our rants for this podcast too i think that fuck uber and yeah fuck spectrum too i've had my fair share of problems with them in the past but oh, uh, fuck spectrum yeah so it's actually that's the reason why we're a little late getting getting this podcast up we had some high hopes to record but we were tired but also mainly the internet kept cutting out like even we were watching all the new rev 7 videos but it would be like video plays for 3 minutes it would stop video would play again it would stop we apologize for getting this one up a little late we do have some good interviews coming up we got alex nepa coming up here he's been very patient patiently waiting he's coming up we got miss ninja coming up here shortly we have a branding expert coming up here if you guys want to hear from anybody let us know some good guests on the horizon yeah so 
thank you guys for tuning in and listening. If you're listening and if you're listening on Spotify, please follow us on Spotify. Please share. We love when you share it to the Instagram story and we can see it. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Please like the video. Please comment on the video. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the podcast. It's going to help us tremendously grow the show. We appreciate everybody who's been commenting and listening so far. Uh, shout out to all the guys that came to the gigs this weekend and hung with us. Uh, DJ Versatile, DJ Irv, DJ uh, Steve R, Miss Ninja, obviously Warren, Drew Pierce, who's sitting right here. Doc, DJ Doc, Doc. Jason B. Jason B. Yeah. DJ uh, B. Well, DJ, DJ B. Well. B. well. Yeah. DJ Herb. Uh, yeah. I know I'm forgetting some uh, DJ Crossfade. Yeah. I know I'm forgetting a couple others, but sh- thank you guys. We really appreciate it. We appreciate all the support you've shown us already. So that is going to wrap it up for today. So we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Nope. Peace.